We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Josh Miller asks, uh, you often see offensive guys switching to defense, but can you talk about some guys that came for defense and switched to offense? Off the top of my head, the primary one that in that regard is C.J. Procise, yeah, who one. was recruited as a safety. C.J. didn't even play running back. In high school. Now, he did play receiver in high school, yeah. but he was primarily – he was recruited as a pure defensive back. He played safety for a year. They were – here's a shocker. They were thin at receiver because of recruiting. <laughs> I know you've never heard that before. Moved them to receiver, had a pretty good 2014 season, had like 29 catches over 500 yards, you know, had the 50 yard jet sweep for a touchdown against LSU. Then they moved him to running back out of need mm-hmm. and uh, the rest is history. That's the only one that I can really think of, Ryan, that that was a well, oh, Matthias, Far, um, excuse me. Um, no, they were offensive guys that moved to defense. I was going to say James I mean, on and Matthias it, Farley, but I, I can't think of anybody else that was a defensive guy that moved to offense. If, if we, if we open it up to some other teams, uh, who's that? The kid that is now playing at Ohio State. He was a transfer. He went from, Oh yeah. The running back, the, the uh, Demontre uh, uh, train him. Yeah. So train him yeah. went from running back to linebacker back to running back. So yeah. he's been, he went from defense to offense. Yeah. For, and I think he's sticking at offense for Ohio State. I think State so. Now. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. one, I guess. Yeah, I really, I mean, there's Notre Dame's had a ton over the years of guys that went the other way around. I mean, like Frank Stam started, I believe, at fullback in Notre Dame. And, but yeah, I, I, other than CJ Procise, I, I, man, Josh, that's a good question. I have to really sit and think about it. Now, oh, we've I seen guys move from running back to defense back to running back. Reggie Brooks yes. was that way. There's some guys like that. Who, who's another one, Ryan? The running back that played at Baylor two years ago. He was a linebacker for Baylor. Then he moved to running back. The oh, really the, the they had the, the starter that they had. Yes, yes. What was that I can't kid's remember name? his name at the moment, but he was a very I'm looking, good I'm player. I'm gonna look it up because we liked him. He's a very physical runner. Yep. Uh, Abram Smith. Is that you talking Abram about? Abram Smith. Yep. Okay. Abram Smith was a linebacker that turned to uh, transition to running back. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Did not know that. Learn something new every day. That's a good question, Josh. When you kind of stump up, stump us a little bit, I, I feel like that's a really good question. So well, well done. Well done. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a super chat from Gregory Perez. Gregory, thank you so much for that. Who would you pick out of the group of five to be the head coach, OC, and DC to coach Notre Dame in a world where Marcus Freeman and company doesn't exist from scheme, culture, and recruiting? All can be from different schools. I'm not going to be able to answer the OC, DC one, to be honest with you. I just don't know if I have enough familiarity with coordinators at group of five schools to be able to answer that question, Ryan. Yeah. Um, Regarding Who's the head coach head, for UTSA? Yeah. Who's the head coach for UTSA? I like Jeff him. Trailer. Jeff Trailer. I like Jeff Trailer. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that would be my pick, but that's just the name off the top of my head that I like. Yeah. So we're going to talk American Athletic Conference, right? I think yeah. a guy that off the top of my head, I think would fit at Notre Dame from a culture standpoint. I don't know about scheme is Willie Fritz. Willie Fritz is a good one, yeah. I think Willie Fritz would would understand, hey, look, you're not always going to have the most talented team, but you've got to be tough and physical and coach well and all that kind of stuff. He'd he'd be one that I'd look at. Nobody really else in the AAC because Cincinnati's – their coach is already – you know, a year ago if I'd have said Luke Fickle would be one because they were – but they're Power 5 team now. They're in the Big 12 now. They're moved to the Big 12. Um, ACC is not obviously let's get down to conference USA. Jeff trailer is really the only one there for me. The guy that was at UAB a couple years ago, I thought was a really good coach. Was it Jeff Allen uh, was his name? Um, but he had to retire. Name. He had some medical bill out. Clark. No, Billy, uh, something Clark Clark. It yes. Was Clark. Yes. Was it Jeff Clark? No. Uh, what was his first name? Bill Clark. Was it Bill, Bill Clark? Clark? Might be yeah. Bill Clark. I think it was Bill Clark. It was yeah. Bill Clark. Clark. Yeah, and then he had to retire uh, because he had some, uh, I believe, some health issues. Like right before yeah. the season, he did a really nice job at UAB. They and moved up. Uh, what year did they move up to D one, Ryan? Do you remember? I'm not 100 percent sure about that one. I don't but know. man, I'll I, tell I remember you what, they they dissolved the program for like a year yeah. or two there, and then yeah. came back. Yeah, he did a really nice job there, and and I thought, I thought, yeah, I mean, you look at what he did, Ryan. Let's let's talk about he inherited a team. That was coming off of a 13 season in which they went two and ten. Yep. Their only wins were over Northwestern State and Florida International. 
and most yeah. of their games, Ryan, weren't competitive. They lost to Troy by three. They lost to LSU by 39, 28 to Vanderbilt, 14 to FAU, 21 to UTSA, three to Middle Tennessee. They lost by 42 to Marshall. They lost by 49 to East Carolina, three to Rice, and then by 35 to Southern Miss. The next year they go out and they go six and six. They went from losing to Troy to blowing Troy out. They lost to Mississippi State by 13. They beat Alabama A&M, beat Western Kentucky on the road, beat North Texas, beat Florida Atlantic, beat Southern Miss. They lost to Marshall by five. They lost to Arkansas pretty bad. So, I mean, they, they got better and better and better. The next year they go out and they go to a bowl game. They go eight and five. Yeah. You know, and 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 he did some really nice things, in my opinion, in his career. Uh, the next year they went out, went 11 and three, which, you know, again, at UAB, went nine and five the next year, six and three during the COVID year. And then his last year there, they went nine and four and, and won a bowl yeah. game. So, beat uh, BYU in a bowl game. So, and didn't they beat? They beat some good team. I, I remember. I thought that they beat some Division One team in a regular season game. I could be, I could be mistaking that Ryan in one of his years. Maybe the eleven win year. Did they? Didn't they have a big upset win? Or am I just? Am I thinking of somebody else? Do you? Do you remember, remember that? Was it the two thousand eight year that they? I don't see it. No, didn't play. Lost to A and M. I must be thinking of somebody else. But yeah, he he did a nice job. He he might be a guy that I'd consider, but you know he's obviously not coaching anymore. I I don't forget I about Brady really... Brady Hoke at uh, San Diego yeah. State. Uh, no, <laughs> no thanks. You know, here's one um, yeah. that 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 I would say I, I actually like his coordinators as well. It's Jason Candle in Toledo. I actually think he's a yeah, good like coach, Candle. and he's got good coordinators. Yep. Uh, you know, they've done a nice job there. Uh, I don't know if I would. I mean, Chuck Martin wants to come and be the OC. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Jeff Tedford a decade ago would have been a good answer for yes. me. Very good answer. But now, I mean, he he's older now. If if Notre Dame got desperate, I think Troy Calhoun's a heck of a football coach. Oh, Troy Calhoun's a really and good Troy coach. Calhoun is coaching the NFL. So Troy Calhoun to me is a guy that could coach a scheme that's not option. Because he coached yeah. in the NFL, he'd be one that I would consider if he was if he would promise me that he's not bringing the option with him. It, Troy, he'd be one that I'd look at. Troy Calhoun is one of the most like one of the best coaches that no one ever says a word about. Never. Like he's a good they coach, don't. man. They don't. <laughs> yeah. They do not. Uh, that's pretty much it for me, Ryan. I'll tell you a guy that's on my radar uh, is I want to see what Charles Hunt does in 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 year three at Marshall. Charles Huff. Charles Huff. Yes, Charles Huff. Now, he was a guy that actually was a finalist for the Notre Dame uh, running back job, but he ended up taking the Bama job instead when they hired Lance Taylor. Yeah. So he did a really nice job at Marshall last year. Has really good assistant coach background, Penn State, Alabama. If he can continue building Marshall, that's one. Because he, the reason why I like him, Ryan, I like those power group of five coaches that have experience recruiting at an elite level. Yeah. And he's done that. He's he's had to recruit against Ohio State at, at well at Penn State. He's he's recruited at Bama. So he's a guy that's kind of on my radar also as a as a group of five guy that if he can build on what he did last year, he's not going to be there very long. Yeah. Somebody said I like Elko. Elk that's a power five team. That's yeah, a power so, five team. We're yeah. talking about group of five. Yep. Yeah. Good question, Gregory. 
I, I just can't, I don't know enough coordinators, Ryan, to yeah. be able to answer that question at that level. I wish I did, but I, I only have so much bandwidth up here <laughs> and it gets less and less as I get older and older. Uh, here's a, along those same lines, Ryan, here's a good question from Irish blooded with all the conference reshuffling. What is a G five school that you think has earned promotion to power five on the field and could compete in their power five conference? Well, the first one's easy to me because it's not just about football. That's San Diego state. Yeah. They've had years where, I mean, they've, they've had wins over power five teams and their basketball team just played for the national championship. Yep. So that would bring some value. Not that San Diego, San Diego's a big, a good size TV market. I don't know if it's a, a hot and like people make this mistake with like looking at Stanford and Cal. It's a huge TV market. Well, in theory, yes, but it's not a college football area. It's an NFL area. It's not yeah. a college football area. And that's the issue with San Diego state is I don't know if it's, if it's a big enough market toward necessarily move the needle a ton, but I wouldn't mind if I'm like the big 12 and you're trying to keep that California foot footprint. I mean, to me, it'd be smart for the big 12 or excuse me, the Pac-12 to, to go get San Diego State. Because did you hear the news this weekend, Ryan, that San Diego State told the Mountain West that they want to leave, that they're going to leave? Yes. Did you see that? that? I did see that. I mean, yeah. to me, that's like telling the Big 12 and Pac-12, hey, guys, we're going to be free agents soon. Bring your offer. And yeah. it's perfect timing because of what their basketball – I mean, their football team's been okay. It's It hasn't been as good under Brady Hoke as it was under uh, – why am I drawing a blank on their head coach's name? It was a longtime defensive coordinator. Uh, Rocky Long? Rocky Long, yes. Yeah. I mean, Brady Hoke's not doing as well as Rocky Long did, right? Yeah. But it's not like they stink, yeah. you know. I mean, they went seven and six this year. They were twelve and two the year before, so uh, that's fine. But the basketball team with Brian Dutcher, who was one of the main recruiters of the Fab Five, I'm not sure if you know that, Ryan, but yes. he was an assistant coach at Michigan back in the day. Yeah, he but was yeah, assistant he, under under um, coach. Steve Fisher. Steve yeah. Fisher for like 20 something years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, long time, including going with him to San Diego State. And then when Fisher retired, he got the job. It's a good story. But the point is, now's the perfect time to strike because you actually have something to say, hey, look, look, this is the value we can bring. We already showed that we can compete in your league in basketball because the Mountain West is a very good basketball league. Yeah. Very good basketball league. And then, hey, you, us joining your league is going to help us be even better in football. I think now's a good time to go get San Diego state. If you're the big 12, I honestly, if I'm the big 12, I would look into that market to be honest, as, as you look, because the big 12 is back to 12 now with yep. UCF it's UCF, Houston, BYU and Cincinnati, but they can't stay at 12 because those other two teams are, those other two leagues are growing. So they need to try and make moves to keep up with them. And the way to do that is to get the Arizona's. I mean, if you can get that whole Southwest region, Ryan, where you get Arizona, you know, Phoenix is a growing city. Arizona is a growing state. You know, California's losing thousands and thousands of people every year. A lot of them are going down to Arizona, which is a really growing area. If you can get that market, the Phoenix, the Tucson, Tempe, that big region, and just get that Southern California region, that's going to help you with your TV yeah. markets. It really is. So I would make a move for San Diego State if I was both the Pac-12 and the Big 12. That's That that's to me one. Is, is one. Boise State to me – seven eight years ago would have had this argument but not anymore not yeah. for not for me any any other thoughts on uh on, do you agree with that on san on uh, san diego yeah san diego one. i mean a couple other names that popped in my head were like fresno state i think has some conversation maybe smu maybe maybe SMU? Me- memphis memphis, memphis would be yeah. one that i'd consider looking at that'd yeah. be one 
I mean, Tulsa, no. Temple, no. Uh, South Florida, no. East Carolina, oh, no. Oh, man. Get Temple in there, man. Get that Philadelphia market. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you and I both know the Philadelphia area does not give a rip about Temple football. <laughs> they don't. Uh, no, no Mac schools to me. Um, no Sun. I mean, Sun Belt, no. I'm looking there. Like, App State's a no. It's because it's a what's it? A, it's a combination of yeah. Are you proving that you can be a competent team on the field? But right. it's also about do you have a, a TV market that would be attractive as well? Do you do do your, do your other sports bring some value to it? Because like, if you're a conference, the only the, the main value that Stanford would bring, other than raising your academic profile, is that Stanford has elite non-football sports. Sure, like elite, especially the Olympic sports. So if you're yeah. someone who values that as an instance as a conference, then sure that. But you know that that would kind of be the only reason there but I, I think san diego state right now is easy easy number one smu brian ryan would bring a little bit of that that dallas, dallas fort worth market. potential market yeah. a little bit um which for the big 12 would make a lot of sense because you just you know losing texas hurts you a little bit in that in that regard but we'll see sure eric takaki says have you heard any rumors on a new apparel deal i've heard a lot of rumors but nothing you know, like Marcus Freeman takes a picture with two little kids at a camp wearing Jordan brand. And of course that turns into, Oh, they're going to, you know, um, it's like, come on guys. Like I, I was so confused, man. I saw people posting about Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. I'm like, where's this coming from? And then yeah. Like, it was literally that. Like, oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. good Lord people. Uh, so other than that, nothing serious. DJ Armageddon asks, uh, what's up with the Peyton Bowen rumors? And is there any more to that situation other than rumors? I, not that I'm aware of. I mean, it's just rumors at this point in time. If if Peyton wanted to come back to Notre Dame, my my belief would be that he would have to do all the work. He'd have to really show them, hey, you know what? I screwed up. I want to come back. I, if you're Notre Dame, you can't recruit him again. Yeah. He has to recruit you this time. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that would be my thing. Oh. And if he was willing to do that, you know, eat a little bit of humble pie and be like, you know what? Like what I did was jacked up. Because here. I'm going to try to get personal for a second here, Ryan. Yeah. You have to leave open the, 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 the thing that kids can grow up, take the recruiting thing aside. That kid and his family suffered an awful loss Maybe. recently yep. with his sister passing away. Yep. For all we know, that might've had an impact on him along with some other things to make him say, you know what? Like I'm looking at my life differently now than I did a few months ago. I don't know. Sure. So sure. the notion of just immediately saying, no, 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 no. That's my first response was no, Mm-mm. you had your chance. But then I had to like, okay, but, but what if the kid genuinely said, you know what? I got to grow up a little bit. And that means that I need to look at my life a little bit differently. And you know what? I had this opportunity in front of me and I screwed it up and I'm going to do what I need to do to get it back. If he was willing to do that, I'd be open to it. I, I would. Because in a lot of ways, Peyton fits at Notre Dame. But if it's going to require me to convince you to come here, it's not happening. Not even remotely close to that. Ha- you got to convince me why I should let you come here. Yeah. That would be my stance, Ryan. What? Because I know your original thought on that, Ryan. What is your kind of thoughts on what I just said? I, I still don't think I would pursue it personally. Like, I, I would listen, but like, I, I said just, not pursue it, know. right? Just make yeah. sure we're, we're clear. Oh, no, I I'm not pursuing him, he's got to pursue me. He's got to win me over. 
if I'm noted. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't even know if I, if I would give it the time of day, to be honest. I At this point, I'm just like, I muted the words P- Peyton and Bowen on Twitter because I'm just <laughs> done with it. It's like, I'm done with it. I understand. I understand. Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right. Let, but yeah, as of right now, though, in all seriousness, it's just rumors. It's just, yeah. I mean, we've heard so many different rumors about different things. You're just like, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not where it's going. Yeah. Last few, no, Ryan. No, here, no, nothing will surprise me, though. No, nothing. With that, with that absolutely kid, nothing. So, yeah. Absolutely nothing. All right. Let's get over to a couple more here, Ryan. Uh, here's one from Ray Holcraft. Given Sam Hartman's history at quarterback at, at Wake Forest, who we, who we typically target at Wake Forest. Combined with the current Notre Dame wide receiver room, which wide receiver is most likely going to have the most productive year? Well, I mean, it's it's one of the outside receivers if we're just digging completely into what the Wake Forest, you know, background is, right? So what you know, during his career, the guys that won most for him were AT Perry, and then he had some success, obviously, with Donovan Green and Jamal Banks this past year as well. Like those were kind of his guys. All those guys are at least six foot two plus over 200 pounds, like they are bigger guys, especially AT. I mean, AT is 6'4", 200 pounds. Jamal Banks is 6'4", 210 pounds. Like those are bigger guys. So my best guess would be Tobias Merriweather or Deion Colsey, one of those two guys, one of those long athletic outside receivers that can win vertically down the field. If we're just judging based upon what his history at Wake Forest is, I think that that would be my easiest guesses. For me, Ryan, I, I think based on his history at Wake Forest, that is that is accurate. Although we have seen him, and it just doesn't get talked about as much, but we have seen him have success with a different body type of receiver, and that was 2020. Now, it was, I, I believe... Um, Roberson? Yeah, Ja'Cory Roberson, who played a lot out of the slot. That just season gets overlooked because he didn't get to 1,000 yards because Wake Forest canceled a bunch of games that year. So we've, we've seen him have success with different body types it's just the last two years it's been outside guys but if if you look at he says what about the com- combined with the, the current Notre Dame receiver room it's hard for me to see Jaden Thomas not finishing the top two and catches this year yeah we'll see if he finishes in yards but he's he's going to be one and we saw him throw a lot to to slot guys last year right it just was kind of broken up between a couple guys yeah. You know, Taylor Marin, Keyshawn Williams, those kind of guys, those shorter guys, because those two kids combined for 86 catches and 1,128 yards. I think Morton was banged up. 10 touchdowns. Too, yeah, so. he, he played. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. So, I mean, so and they're both 5'10". Yeah. So we've seen it, but it's just when you watch the highlight tape, it's the bombs to A.T. Perry and, and that type of thing that you see. So I, I think. So you said the outside guys are, are most obvious. I think right now I'd probably say Tobias Merriweather's in a better position than Deion Colsey based on just being solidified in that spot. The other reason I'm going to say Jaden Thomas too, Ryan, is you and I uh, agree on this. I don't believe Jaden Thomas is going to be purely a slot guy this year. Right. And we already saw it in the in the blue gold game. He caught his post route that he caught was from the outside. And so that's kind of where we're gonna where we're gonna be on that one. I want to respond to this too. Uh, 991, 991, Brian Ward, first person that never messed up, throw the first stone. It has nothing to do with that. You're kind of, this is regarding to Peyton Bowen. Ah, it's okay. not about throwing the first stone. It's like, how many times can you get burned before yeah. you say, hey, I'm not going to get burned again? You know what I mean? If you're in a relationship with a lady and she cheats on you multiple times, at some point in time, you can say, I forgive you. 
but yeah. I'm not going to stay in a relationship with you. Right. Yeah. That that's it, it, it's unhealthy. It was, it's unproductive. It was months and months. It wasn't yes. just like a one-off situation. Yes. Like it was months and months and months. Correct. So it's not about him screwing up. It's about, can I trust that what you tell me is yeah. going to be here? Are you going to come here and get disenchanted with where things are and leave like you did there? It's about a pattern of behavior that says, I, I can't go down that path again. Now you want to pursue me. You want to show me that you've changed, that things are different. I'm open to hearing that. Right. But it's not about, it's not about this. I think that's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a, a, um, a too narrow way of looking at it and also looking at it from a standpoint of you're not properly responding to what we're actually saying. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference is he, he wasn't a kid that just, I've said this, Keon Keeley decommitted from Notre Dame, left him high and dry, went to Bama. If Keon Keeley called me tomorrow and said he wanted to come, I'd say, absolutely. Now, do I think Keon's so much better than Peyton that I'm willing to be okay with something he did wrong? No, it's because Keon Keeley was always honest up front with Notre Dame. There's no bad blood there. There's no bridges that were burned. He made a decision he felt was best for him that hurt us, but there's no, there's no, animosity there's no hey you screwed us over there's none of that it was he was straight with us he decommitted first then went on visits and his officials and did what he did and there was never any lying or dishonesty or playing us they got played by peyton bowen last year they did i mean hey guys i want to come and on the phone with them until we hours in the morning i definitely still want to come i want to come and then boom an hour later hey by the way i'm picking oregon like seriously you know what I mean? And no, 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 I'm not going to Oklahoma. I'm not, I'm just going there with my girlfriend. I'm just going with my brother. I'm just, you know what I mean? And just for months, this went on. And looking back, it's like, he, he wasn't being honest with him. Right. And so that's the difference. So now you got to prove to me that I, that, that, that you're trustworthy. And, and it's not by, by me convincing you to come here. And that's kind of where I'm at with that. So I just want to make sure that if you're going to, disagree with us which is more than fine brian at least Mm -hmm. disagree with what we're saying and don't try to turn it into something that we didn't say uh, because we didn't say that here's a last couple here ryan levi perez with a good one in your opinion how does notre dame's class compare to ohio state and michigan's at this very moment it's a a great question it's a great question i will give michigan a whole lot of credit michigan has really upped their game obviously on the recruiting trail this year i mean we were just last cycle, we're like, man, where's the where's the impact from you yes. know, being a good football team coming in? You yep. know what I mean? So yep. I, I think for me, Levi, and this is this is most and this is largely because I think Notre Dame's offensive class is just stellar yeah. in 2024. I think Notre Dame still has the best class of the three. I think that it is a, it's gonna be an interesting conversation when everything fulfills. So I think this is mo- a better question. On National yeah. Signing Day. Let's compare the Midwest powers altogether sure. at that point. But Michigan's taking a step forward. Ohio State always recruits at a high level. and But I still think Notre Dame has done a tremendous job as we stand here today. And that's mostly because offensive recruiting has been spectacular yeah. so far. I, I would rank Notre Dame ahead of both of them for different reasons. Number one is they have way more players than Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's a 14. Of the two schools, Ohio State has a much better chance of of having a class that I view as being better. And I, we don't. First of all, I don't care about rankings. I don't. So I evaluate the class. Ohio State has a much better chance at catching and passing Notre Dame 
than Michigan does. Michigan actually has two more recruits than Notre Dame in their class. Ohio State's at like, what, 14? I think right now, Ryan. And there are some dudes still on the board for them, right? And and there's a lot of high-level talent. Now, Ohio, I, uh, here's, here's my thoughts on Michigan, right? I think you're spot on. Michigan is finally capitalizing on their playoff appearances this year. Yep. Having said that, I still think their class is a little overrated. It's ranked number two on, on rivals right now. I don't know where it's at until 24-7, but that's because of a vol- that's volume. If you go look position by position to your point, I don't see a position on their board where I would take their class over Notre Dame's and what I think Notre Dame's is going to be. And the other thing that hurt them is a couple guys they really wanted that were going to be big-time guys for them, uh, they missed on. Yep. And Aaron Childs picking Florida was a big one. That was a big loss for them. There's some other guys on the board. There's an offensive lineman that's going to be there uh, that, that that a lot of people think they're going to get, Michael uh, Uni. But to me, I, I don't I don't care what the ranking says. Jaden Davis is not a better prospect than C.J. Carr. He's not. And I believe our guy, Antoine, will say the same exact thing. Uh, I, I like their running back class of Jordan Marshall and Michael Capana, but it's not as good as their names. They have a two-man receiving class of Channing Goodwin. And I don't know if you've seen him, Ryan. Channing Goodwin from Providence Day. He's Jaden Davis's top receiver. He's a good football yeah. player. I, I like that kid. And, and Rival says him as a three-star. I think he's a little better than that. Amorian Stewart from Illinois is a four-star kid. He's a quality player. It's a good pickup for them as well. Brings him a little different body type, six foot, you know, quick kid, shifty kid. I like him. That's not as good as Notre Dame's receiver class. They were desperately trying to get Micah Gilbert, and then Notre Dame beat him. Uh, their tight end class is really good. They got two four-star kids right now. It's better than Notre Dame's. Brady Priestcorn's a good football player. I like Jack Larson a little bit better, but they also got Hogan Hansen, who's also a good football player, kid from Washington. If you get Carter Nelson, it's it's an, it's it's over with. Uh, their offensive line class, I actually like a lot. It's it's yes. there's some guys in there that I don't necessarily love, but as a group, it's a really good class, and that's exactly what Michigan has thrived at. As I look at that class, Ryan, I really like Blake Frazier, but the other kids I look at, like it, whether it's Luke Hamilton or Ben Robach or Andrew Sprague, Jake Garnera. Like none of those guys are. I love you guys. I didn't like. I didn't want Andrew Sprague at Notre Dame. I Sprague. I keep saying Sprague, but I believe it's Sprague. But when you look at what Michigan has done as a unit, they're all. You can all see where they fit into that offense, and that's exactly what Shamar Moore has thrived with. Is now you're not having any elite individual talents, but like yeah. these big tough kids that can move people, coach them up, and get them to go and work together. And I think that's what this offensive line class does. So it's it's a good class defensively. The linebacker class is not very good, in my opinion. I'm not in love with Zach Ludwig. Y'all know my thoughts on Cole Sullivan. Uh, Mason Curtis is a pretty athletic kid. Their their defensive line class, Jared Smith is a kid that Notre Dame passed on. Ted Hammond is a kid Notre Dame never wanted. Uh, Miguel Miguel M- Manuel Miguel is he he's their Sean Selviano. And then Owen Wafel, that, that's a guy that I would have taken. That's their best pickup so far. But the rest of their class is guys that just Notre Dame didn't want or passed on. There's no Logan Thomas in their defensive line class. There's no Cole Mullins in their defensive line class. So I'm taking Notre Dame's defensive line class. And then their secondary class is very much still a work in progress, but they got Jacob Oden and Jaden Smith. And, and again, Jacob Oden's a guy that Notre Dame dropped a year ago. Uh, so, uh, right now there's just no position there other than tight end that I would say they're better than Notre Dame at when you stack them up next to each other. Now the rankings might tell you otherwise, but they're not. And in my opinion, now they have the only chance they have 
of really jumping up. They're, you know what they are? They're Notre Dame from past years where they rank real high early because they signed a bunch of got a bunch of kids, but then f- slowly fall to the bottom of the top ten. That's going to be Michigan this year, unless unless they can pull an upset for Bryce West and Aaron Scott. You yeah. do that, and now all of a sudden, okay, I like this class a lot more. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. But Ohio State sitting there with some big-time players where they could add seven or eight guys that are all top 100 caliber guys, right? KJ Bolden. Yes, yes. Uh, They had the two Georgia kids or Southern, you know, it's Dylan Stewart, who's from D.C. They had Eldrick Houston up this weekend. You know, a lot of people feel like they're the team to beat now for Brandon Baker on the offensive line. They've got a shot to get there. Now what's going to hurt them is if they lose to Michigan for Aaron Scott and Bryce West. Because I think those two kids are going to go to the same school, in my opinion. So, so to me, as long as they get those two guys, they're they're going to end up with a top three class. Now, I like C.J. Carr better than Aaron Nolan, but it's a whole lot closer than Jaden Davis and C.J. Carr, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like their running. I like Notre Dame's running back class more than Samuel Peoples and Samuel Dixon, but it's close. I really like Peoples. Have you seen him, Ryan? The same. The, I have the, not. He's a good player. I think Kedron yeah. Young's the better running back out of Texas, but he's a good he's a good back. Uh, Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham is an excellent one-two punch. Notre Dame is only ahead now because I think they have more. Yeah. But when Ohio State matches them in numbers, I think they're going to have the better receiver class. As long as it's a, you know, even if it's a Jeremiah McClellan type of guy, who I don't think is as good as the guys Notre Dame has, as much as I love the Notre Dame kids, none of them are as good as Jeremiah Smith. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't think so. Max LeBlanc, a tight end, is not, to me, I like Jack Carson more. Uh, offensive line wise, they have some solid players. You have the, the Armstrong twins who are good, solid players. Ian Moore's a good player, a little overrated. A lot of those linemen are a little overrated. Lineback, the, the thing is going to be how are they going to finish on defense? They have three defensive commitments right now. Now, two of them I absolutely love. <laughs> love Jalen McClain. He was the number one safety on the yeah. board for me. Love Garrett Stover. He's who I wanted at Rover. I mean, so. Peyton Pierce is a good player. I'm actually okay that he didn't stick, especially if Notre Dame gets Kingston, because I like Bodie Cahoon's ceiling more than Peyton Pierce's ceiling. They got to finish, Ryan. And yes. if they miss out on, on Bryce West and Aaron Scott, that could hurt their secondary class a little bit. But if they get KJ Bolden and 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 uh Jalen McClain at safety, good luck finding a better safety <laughs> class in, in this year than, than that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Ohio State has a chance to finish ahead of them in my opinion, but as you said, right now, Notre Dame has the group because they have more guys. Yeah, And that's why it's hard to really give a, a thorough, oh, we're kicking your butt right now because Ohio State's recruiting in a different place. They're recruiting to to the, the higher, bigger five-star kids that are going to take longer to jump on board. Right, That's the reality of it. So now some of the guys they're looking for, uh, I don't necessarily love. Like Marquise Lightfoot, he's ranked really high. People – that's not a needle mover for me. I'm sorry. I'll take Logan Thomas and Cole Mons over him every day of the week, and so would Notre Dame. Because here's the reality: that's the one kid that Ohio State might get that you look at and say, if Notre Dame wanted them, they'd have them. That's the one that you could say that for. 
Um, I think the other one is Ian Moore. If Notre Dame would have wanted Ian Moore early, he's going to Notre Dame. They passed on him. But Notre Dame recruited Jeremiah Smith, and he didn't give him the time of day. Right? I mean, it's just the reality of it. You know, they they wanted Garrett Stover, and Ohio State beat him for him. They loved Garrett. They wanted Peyton Pierce, and Ohio State beat him. Now, I will say this. The Notre Dame staff, once Laronitis left, was not as high on Pierce. That was more of a James – I mean – I mean, you agree with that, right, Ryan? Yeah. James Arnitis loved Peyton, Peyton Pierce more than Al Washington and Marcus Freeman did. But they still they still would have taken him if he wanted to come. So that's a loss. I mean, there's no spin in it. And then, of course, they love Jalen McClain and just flat out got beat for him. Yes. But so they, they got a shot to have a, a, a great class. Now, here's the question, Ryan. They get a lot of these highly ranked kids. They had this happen last year as they, as they just – those NIL teams just slowly started chipping away. Mm-hmm. at some of those guys, you know, yeah. and that's the question that I'm going to have is do they lose any of those guys? That's going to, to me, go a long way towards determining how good that class ends up being. But I, that's why I said, Levi, this know. is a great question for signing day. Yeah. Cause a yeah. lot of things will change. <laughs> I like what he said at this very moment. That was a, that's a good way of saying it. Matt Lee has a couple here real quick, Ryan. He says, uh, Brian and Ryan, you always seem to talk so highly of the 25 class. Who are a few of the favorite kids for each of, uh, of uh, for each of you as of now? So I'm just gonna I'm bringing this question up, Matt, to say we're not gonna dive into that right now because that is gonna be the topic of our next couple weeks shows. So Ryan and I talked about this earlier today. Uh, we're gonna start the next month, Ryan, July, barring there being like news, like breaking news on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start really introducing you to some of our top 25 kids. So we'll like, we'll do different position groups. And uh, like when we say position groups, it's probably like, you know, quarterback, running back, receiver, O-line tight end and another one, front seven and another one, secondary and another one, that type of thing. So that'll kind of be, uh, well, I guess we don't have to have our post show meeting now, Ryan, because that's pretty much <laughs> what we're going to discuss. Uh, but that'll be it. So, so Matt, we'll get into that. We're, but we're also still kind of, you know, working through who Notre Dame likes, but we'll have a lot of this the next week. But let's just, for right now, Ryan, give them a little teaser. Give me two kids on both sides of the ball that right now that you look at and say, those are my dudes that I love and feel that are muskets for Notre Dame in the 25 class on both sides of the ball. I I, Mine's kind of easy on offense right now. It's Deuce Knight and Taylor Taylor are the top two on on my board. Taylor Taylor's my number one. 2025 kid of all positions that I want to get in this class offense or defense. That's my number one. Do you have two on the offensive side of the ball right now, Ryan? If you would ask me this a couple of weeks ago, Nate Roberts probably would have been one of my two, but <laughs> yes, now he's he committed in the class. Ryan uh, loves I, that kid. And not just because they have the same last name. I promise you. I love I, that kid. Man. It's the I film. I promise. The, the name is a nice little ice, nice little cherry on top. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Deuce, Deuce Knight is definitely one, though. Like, there's no mm-hmm. doubt. I love the quarterback out of Mississippi. And Owen Strebig would probably yeah. be one. Yeah, we're both, like, yeah, I, yeah. I love Owen, yeah. man, out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Big offensive lineman, 6'8", 290. He's a really good physical football player, man. Yeah. I like that kid a lot. Yeah. All right, Ryan, who would you say on the defensive side of the ball man. are some of the guys that you really like that you view as, okay, this is a guy that Notre Dame, this is a guy that Notre Dame has to go out and get? There's so many guys, man. I think I think for me, because I mean it's still early on in this process, obviously, but I think for me, one would definitely be Jordan Young, safety out yep. of North Carolina. I I love Jordan, man. I think that that kid is an absolute stud. Like I've really 
really like him a lot. I mean, and then the other defensive Nathaniel Marshall's a kid that I think is very good. Yep. Uh, obviously out of the Chicago area. I, Justin Hill is another kid that I Oh, the kid from love. Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. really good. Big linebacker. He's like Do you Ryan, do you view him as being a linebacker? Do you think he's going to eventually grow into a viper? I, th- I think he, I think either reality could work. I, I yeah. mean, I, I honestly like 10, 15 years ago, I'm like, that's my Sam linebacker. I'm yeah. putting him on a live scrimmage a <laughs> ton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that kid. But yeah. Justin Hill is a really yeah. good football player, man. I like him a lot. But yeah. I, the best I, – I, I want to rephrase this better. Jordan Young is probably the most impressive player defensively that I've watched so far yeah, he's in the really game good. sport. He's that's so Noah McHale for me. Yeah, that's yeah. Noah McHale's my guys. Like that's that's the dude. I, I'm kind of torn, Ryan, on on um, that linebacker. So I'm just gonna say like they're kind of my one A and one B, mm-hmm. and that's uh, if Notre Dame next year's linebacker class includes Noah McHale and Anthony Saka. That's oh, Anthony Saka's a, happy a good dude. one too. I'm a happy Saka's dude. Good. Those those yeah. are guys, and you can throw in there's some other. It's a really good linebacker. Christian class. Jones, a good player. Christian too, Jones yeah. is another yeah. one. Justin Hill's another one. That's a really good well, football. Landon McComber is a really talented. Yes, he uh, is. Rover as well. Yes, yeah. he is. Yes, he, it's a really good linebacker class. A really really good linebacker class. Nathaniel Owusu Botang is a guy that a lot of I, I just I don't have a lot of optimism about getting a kid from IMG. That's I was really about to say, the, when, he, when he transferred that, like, like, yeah, well, yeah. they're not going to get that kid. That's kind of how I was. Yeah, that's how I was. If I had to pick a front seven guy, it's either Nathaniel Marshall or Christopher Burgess for different reasons. Nathaniel Marshall is a better player now, but Chris Burgess, man, just screams upside. And I think you look at that kid now, I was talking to somebody that covers Notre Dame, and I forget which guy told me this, but he said that he was talking to his coach or his dad. And um, who was it? I think it was Kyle Kelly told me this. I think it's who it was. Uh, and you know Kyle well. Kyle's a good dude. Uh, but he said that he was told by the dad, like, he just started lifting weights in, like, the last couple of months. I'm like, seriously? That kid just now started player, lifting man. weights? He's like, yeah, he just player, does man. a bunch of push-ups. So I was like, he's been on the Herschel Walker workout plan up until recently. I think he's going to end up growing to a three technique and just yeah, and and true. be a dude. Yeah. So I've I've really gotten to like Chris Christopher Burgess a lot more. So he'd be my front seven guy probably. I, I love the, the line. I love the – trio of McHale, uh, Saka, and Christian Jones at linebacker. And Jordan Young's the best DB on the board. You know who's a sleeper guy, Ryan, that I think is going it, to – he's following the same path as a kid from his high school. Cree Thomas is woefully underrated right now yeah. as a corner. Yeah. Yeah. I love that kid's film. Absolutely love good. that kid's film. And he's a three-star, and two of the service haven't even ranked him yet. So it's like, have yeah. you guys not learned yet about Arizona as a state you need to start paying more attention to? Have you still not learned this? You guys gonna make the same mistake with him you made with Benjamin Morrison? Yes, the answer is yes, they are. The answer is yes. But uh I love that kid too. But Jordan Young is a dude. One guy that dude. talks really well of Notre Dame early on that I loved this film was uh Chuck McDonald out of modern day yes. too, man. He's yes. good. He's good. Now, He's where do you see him playing? Because I I kind of view him as maybe being more of a safety type than a pure corner type at the next level. I, I think he's going to be a boundary corner or safety potentially. Yeah. Like I don't think he's a field kid, but yeah. like that kid is physical, really man. talented. <laughs> like, well, that's it's not that he can't run like a corner, yeah. right? It's just like, do you really want him moving away from the football, or do you want him running towards the football? It's fair. And that's where I come from on that. Because not every yeah. kid that moves from corner to safety is moving because he can't play corner. Right. Can't Sometimes move. it's like, I just think this guy would be an even better safety. Yeah. And that's how I view a kid like Chuck McDonald. And then, then you have his coverage ability as a safety. Yeah. 
So, but you're right, Ryan. He speaks very highly of Notre Dame. That, that modern day defensive yeah. back uh, groom in, for the twenty twenty five the Dixon kid. Ryan, like, defensive backfield? Are you kidding me? It's their entire defense. I mean, they've <laughs> got nuts, like three twenty twenty five linebackers that Notre Dame has offered already. It's nuts. Because you got oh, yeah, Abdel Sanders, Nasir, Nasir Wyatt. Wyatt. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you got to be kidding. Why? Nasir Wyatt's only like six two two fifteen, but they throw him at defensive end, and he's yes. just ridiculous. Just, like, <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous, man. It really yeah. is. It's a yeah. they're twenty five, and they got the running back, the uh, the Davison kid at running Jordan back. That, yeah, I yeah. mean they're they're stacked. They're stacked. Yeah. They it's it's a great year. I mean, this is what we kept saying it. I mean, I shouldn't have even said two, Ryan. It was very unfair to say two because it's just hard to pick only Defensive two dudes is silly, in the man. twenty-five class. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it's 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 impressive. I mean, Cooper Perry's a kid at receiver. I like a ton. I like Cooper a lot, man. Yeah, you know, there's some really yeah. good players. Some really good players in next year's next year's class. So, um, I'll tell you who a kid who I who I watched recently that jumped into my favorite lineman film. I hadn't seen Rowan Byrne yet prior to him coming to Irish, for Irish to the Irish camp. That kid's film is impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yep. So, uh, and, I, don't, and I don't know what they're feeding some of these kids, man. I mean, Broen Burns six six two ninety. He looks bigger than two ninety, right and he now. looks older. Three big, like yes, just, yes, nuts, man. Absolutely, absolutely nuts. I'll tell you what, the smallest guy on the board, offensive line wise, the Josh Petty kid out of Georgia's got some good film, man. Yes. He's really I, now, you've said that well. to me a couple times. Yeah. I haven't watched him yet. That yes. kid can move, man. He can move. He's good. Here's a comment that Matt Lee made, Ryan, from earlier city. I've heard players from the 88 team say that they know no, they knew nobody was going to beat them after they beat my undefeated Miami, and it showed because they destroyed everybody. <laughs> uh, that included second ranked. USC. And that's kind of, we were talking earlier about Notre Dame and Ohio state, just looking at it from the 2023 season standpoint. I think he's absolutely right about that. I mean, you know, I just feel like it's, it's whether you want to look at 1988, Notre Dame, Miami. Now part of the reason they destroyed everybody after that was they didn't play anybody any good after Miami. They played air force. It was good. Uh, they were actually good that year. Uh, well, no, actually, they weren't good. They were good at the time. They were like five and two at the time and ended up losing the rest of the way. But Air Force was had a lot of ranked teams back there under Fisher DeBerry. They beat Navy, but that was a blew out Rice. Rice stunk. Then they they beat Penn State 21 to three in a very convincing win, but that wasn't a very good Penn State team. And, and then, of course, they whooped USC, who was the number two team in the country. But that's part of it, too. But it, I, I think a more recent example is the. 2012 team everybody points to the Oklahoma game as that moment that they knew that Notre Dame was going to be good and I've said no 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 no. that happened a couple games before when they beat Stanford when Notre Dame beat Stanford that was the team where you looked at and said okay now you just know that they slayed that dragon nobody's beaten Notre Dame this year in the regular season nobody is yeah and that's what the Ohio State game could be for Notre Dame if you can come out of that game with no blemishes it can make Notre Dame hard to beat because it's that final, like, you know you're good. That 88 team knew they were good. They weren't afraid of Miami. But it's one thing to believe you're good, and it's another thing to know you're good. Think and know, right? Yes. Yep. yep. And when you beat Ohio State, you know you're good. But until then, you always have to have that little bit of doubt in the back of your mind. Yep. Yes, you can talk all you want. Notre Dame fans love talking trash Ohio State fans. And that's all fine and dandy. Have your fun. But the reality is until you beat them, that's all it is, is talk, you know, and that's what is going to make that game huge. Yes. Absolutely huge. No so, doubt about it. yeah, 
so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. Ryan, thank you. Great job. It's definitely glad to have you back. Uh, sure. If you have not seen some of his intel on the board, we threw most of it out here for y'all today just because we wanted y'all to get a, a sample of it. But you're definitely going to want to sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. We're going to have a lot more stuff on that. So definitely, 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 definitely do that. Even if you're not a message board person, you don't have to post a lot. You don't have, But it's good to be on there just to get the intel. Uh, but also, it's a way to support us at Irish Breakdown, and we appreciate that very much. Before we hit the road, everybody, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Share this podcast. Six o'clock tonight, Ivy Nation Sports Talk. They'll be there to talk about it. We're going to probably, starting next week, launch a lot of our season preview stuff of not just the team, which we've already kind of started. Vince and I tomorrow will be together talking about the Notre Dame wide receiver core, but I'm talking the national stuff. We're going to have sort of our top 25, our top 10 players, certain position lists. That stuff's all going to be on CFB Nation. So make sure that you subscribe to the CFB Nation uh, YouTube channel because we're going to have some live shows on that, but also make sure you subscribe to the CFB uh, Nation podcast platform. If you are a podcast listener and you like listening to Lucky Lefty and CFB All-America, those shows are going to be coming off of the Irish Breakdown feed very, very soon. So if you want to listen to those, you need to subscribe to the CFB Nation podcast app. You can find it at Apple, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and if, and there's also going to be uh, links. We're going to start putting links to it in this channel as well, starting next week as well. So sign up for that as well. Have a great day. Rest, rest of your day, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. For Ryan, I'm Brian. Have a great day. And the guys will see you at 6 o'clock for Ivy Nation Sports Talk. I will see you tomorrow. And if you want to get a hold of Ryan, place to be, boards.irishbreakdown.com. Check it out. Talk to you all very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.